0: Blog Talk Radio Broadcasting, broadcasting, broadcasting to the world Broadcasting to the world, to the world, to the world BlakeRadio.com Music for your mind, body, and soul Talk radio at its best You're listening to Rainbow Soul From BlakeRadio.com
1: Welcome to Topically Yours on the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Shula. Well, you know, most people watch television. It's the entertainment staple for people of all ages. Folks can sit in their living room and watch a variety of programs on network or table where they get overwhelmed by their multiple channel selections. And we can watch shows that feature all cultures and all elements of human life, And according to their slogan, the TV One Network is where black life unfolds. It was launched on Martin Luther King's birthday in January of 2004, and its cable network now serves 57 million households. Their programming features news programming, sitcoms, studio movies, newsworthy specials, reality television, and real-life and entertainment programming from the African-American point of view known for its signature brand on some TV of untold stories of the greatest R&B and soul artists of our time. Well, this one Senior Vice President of Original Program and Production. Ms. Proctor can guide us through the wonderful TV one offerings that viewers can expect to see this season. So why don't we welcome... Angela Proctor to the show. How are you, Miss Proctor?
2: I'm awesome. Thank you for asking.
1: Well, you know, we started off the show with uh, Fiona's uh, song, Criminal, because one of your shows, is, is uh, <laughs> which just started, uh, was it last week? Um,
2: uh, it's been for on her, two for two weeks. For Her Man? Yep. For, my, for Her Man. For My Man. Yes, ma'am. Oh, For My Man. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, tell me about that. How do you... how did you bring that to the t v one network and and is that difficult week after week of uh, finding uh prime shows like that?
2: um we have a show on the network called fatal attraction um and that show performs really well for us, so um we were out in the marketplace looking for um a companion piece for fatal attraction, and we were in a meeting and I jokingly said we need to do uh, a series on uh, women who do crimes for their men, and it's based upon me having having come across some uh, documentation or an article or something where it said that most uh, women – um are in prison um directly or indirectly connected to their relationship with a man whether it be the man introduced them to drugs or you know she may have shot her her husband when he was you know harming her in some way um the bottom line is that the the female population is the fastest growing population in prison so we wow. wanted to make sure that we um high uh highlighted some of the highlighted some of the crimes that went into those mass incarcerations. Um so we tell stories of women who were just defending themselves that may have gone too far or you know women who you know who got fed up and and harmed their spouse or uh and we tell stories uh, multiple Bonnie and Clyde type stories. Um it they 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 range um definitely from they range they run the gamut on on different types of crimes that women commit. Well I saw uh uh, a screener on one of them uh, was it two sisters? It
1: was oh really yeah, the sad. twin
2: sisters. Yeah, it was the sad. The twin
1: sisters. Yeah, because yep. one of them went to prison, right? Even though he was kind of forcing her to commit the
2: crime. Well, she at some point she had a she had a decision she could have made, right? She had a, a decision to to run, turn him in, to stop. She she had multiple. Uh, 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 opportunities to say that I'm not going to go forward with this. So that's why she's in prison.
1: Yeah. It's sad though. Cause she was somewhat afraid of him. I, I thought do a lot of defense. Uh, some of the defense that women use is, is that they did fear, fear their man.
2: Absolutely. No question. Like, uh, uh I would say most of them, that's the case. Um, and and I think that in some ways, uh, in some of the cases, the criminal justice system will take that into account um, by making the, the charges lesser included offenses or by um, during the sentencing phases. But, but you know, it, it really boils down to the quality of your representation.
1: Well, the interesting thing, and I read your background in that you are a lawyer, correct, but not a criminal lawyer, I assume.
2: No, uh, yes, I'm an attorney, but I um, I practiced um, labor and employment defense work when I was uh, practicing law.
1: Ah. Well, tell me a little bit about your background. My my listeners often like to know uh, where you're from and how you got started in the business. What even drew oh, you sure. to the business?
2: Right. Well, I'm a, originally from Houston, Texas, and I attended a, a high school of communications that was housed in Jackie Yates Senior High School, Um, in Houston, and there we were exposed to media. Um, I was actually the editor of the newspaper, an award-winning newspaper. We traveled um, the country uh, in different competitions with regards to our newspaper. We had a television station, which I did not take advantage of, and I wish that I had, Um, We also had a radio station. So we, you know, I I started off in media very early on, but still did not realize that that's the career path that that I would ultimately go. Um, So I I went to Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, where I was a political science major because I thought I was going to be in politics. I wanted to be um, the mayor of a a city. Um, So I went to Spelman, as I said, and majored in political science. Got out of, when I graduated from Spelman, I think I had that's when I finally you know determined that I did want to do something media wise and I think I sent out maybe two or three uh resumes and um I I laugh at myself because I sent them out to relatively high level people um I didn't send them to HR or anything like that I sent it to uh Oprah Winfrey and uh Susan Taylor at Essence um and Mrs. Hughes at Radio One so I I sent out my resume, and when none of them called me back, well I decided to go to law school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. My,
1: well, it sounds to me that you, you you had very high self-esteem, and you thought big.
0: <laughs>
2: Is that and what that clearly was? you ended up big,
1: yeah. You ended up big, right? I think that it has to start in your mind. Right, uh, right. You think, so, oh, yeah, and then you went on to law, law school. So how did you end up uh, in media? Well, um,
2: I was in I, – I practiced at the largest law firm in Pittsburgh for a number of years, uh, Reed Smith, Sean McClay. Um, most people know of it now as just Reed Smith. But I practiced there for a while, and I, I just – you know, although I was successful at it, I just did not enjoy it. Um, and so I moved – I quit my job and moved to Atlanta, and i thought that i would be able to get um a job as a labor and a, i'm not I'm sorry a job as an entertainment lawyer and when that didn't pan out i started interning at LaFace records that didn't last very long cuz i was you know 26 years old and married with a law degree working in some random creative department under a 21 year old so that didn't last long but i did meet um meet a number of people that were instrumental in in me entering into the business in a much larger way Um, a gentleman uh, by the name of Julian Wright, who uh, is a friend of mine, close friend now. And he introduced me to uh, Nia Hill, and she had a concert booking agency at the time. So uh, we were trying to figure out how we would work together, and it didn't quite click immediately. But about six months later, she called me and she said, I got it, we're going to start a production company since all of these record labels um, are here. Uh, with all these great artists, there are no video production companies to produce their music videos. So we put together like a little team. Um, there were five of us. There was a writer, there was a director, Nia did marketing, I was the attorney in business affairs, and our other partner, Tracy Baker Simmons, now Simmons, was the executive producer, uh, and the company was called Strange Fruit. Um, so mm-hmm. we started there, and we were producing music videos on a local level and then it you know rose to um a national level we we produced videos for people like um Nas, bone thugs and harmony three six mafia we did commercials for t l c we did a uh, video for outcast um so we had a nice uh nice run and within a year of us being in business, we got a script from a director saying, hey, can you get this script to Jermaine Dupree? Because they knew we had worked with him on videos. And we said, uh, why? And he said, because I, my financing fell out. And so we said, well, we'll read it and we'll take a look. So we um, got the the script and we produced the movie um, called Book of oh. Love uh, featuring uh, Sally Richardson, Richard T. Jones, Tretch. Um, and so we made our first movie within a year of us uh, being in business.
1: Wow. Well, you, you've you also ex- executive produced shows like The Family Cruise, Vindicated, and Sunday Best. Uh, tell yes, me about that. absolutely.
2: So, is that for TV1 or business, is that for
1: something else?
2: Oh, the, for different networks. Um, so after being in um, the music video business, we started flipping movies um, where you make a movie independently and then sell it to a studio. Um, and that was a good business for a while until the DVD business kind of fell out. Um and you know, when the with the demise of like the blockbusters of the world. So we started doing television. And um one of the the first show that we uh the first two shows that we did were one a show called Dream Girls, uh when the movie Dream Girls came out, we mm-hmm. partnered with DreamWorks to do a series uh in New Orleans, um, post Katrina where we went down there and we chronicled um these students at McDonald thirty five high school Mounting Dreamgirls the stage play for the first time after Katrina so it was it was a, an amazing um opportunity and a great show so from there we um I created a show called Exalted um for BET and Exalted is um was just behind the music or, or unsung for ministers um because I've always ah. you know I'm a, a grand pre-K so uh a, a, my grandfather was a um I didn't mean pre K, I mean pre Uh my grandfather was a was a pastor of our church growing up, so I've always been enamored with with men of God and just the, the their humanity versus their faith. Um so we did Exalted and from there we got a uh three year um overall deal there where we were able to um consult with the president of Entertainment and also develop multiple projects and produce things like Sunday Best, The Family Cruise um, and, and some other things Yep
1: Wow Well, You also got an award for Sunday Best Did you not have the NAACP Image Award? Or did you?
2: Yes, we won We won um, The NAACP Image Award for Sunday Best And we went up against America's Next Top Model um, We went up against uh, Oh goodness, I can't even remember The, the big uh, music show Not The Voice, but the one that came before The Voice That's a shame but we went against a really Idol? big American Idol. We won against American Idol. Believe that.
0: Get so out. we won.
2: Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, Sunday Best, the only season that it's won, that it won an NAACP Image Award, was our first season doing the show.
1: Well, when when you decide to uh, back a show, what do you consider when when bringing it to the network? I, I assume one thing is that you think it's going to end up being a hit.
2: Well. <laughs> I mean, it and it also depends on the show. So, you know, like when you're doing crime and justice reality, it's about the concept, um, and it's about the title, and it's about the concept. That's why a show like For My Man or a Fatal Attraction you you hear it and you know it's if you if you hear the title and you know it's a, re, a, a reality type program or a factual program, you kind of know what it is. It's catchy. And, and you want to see it. So so that that's kind of the benchmark for the crime and justice stuff. But when you go into reality programming, you just want to make sure that the characters are big and noisy and loud or different. you got to have, because it, it's all character-driven at that point. If it's not a high-concept idea like an American Idol um, or an unsung or unsung Hollywood, then the, the actual characters in the reality show need to be uh, pretty compelling.
1: Well, how, how do you find these people? And, like, reality shows are not actors. They're actually people doing whatever they do. But how, well, they do you, can... how do you find them?
2: Well, um, you know, we rely very heavily on our partners, um, our production company partners. So I can tell you about a show that is coming up in the um, next year, early 2016, and uh, we had an idea that, you know, what can we do on the heels of Hollywood divas, that you know, so that we can kind of keep the the not the same show, but different, but kind of keep that audience happy, and 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 uh, by having a show that whets their appetite, and uh, and that show that we came up with is a a docu follow series on reality stars. So when we came up with that idea internally, we called um a producer and we said hey can you put a cast together for us and he went out and put together all these great cast lists and we said you know what we'd be interested in this person and that person based upon their stories and then he went out and he started taping them and got them on tape and interviewing them and we looked at the the casting tapes is what those are called and we determined from the casting tapes what cast we would put together but we you know we also do like kind of like a spider on paper like we say okay this is the this is this person is connected to this person in that way and that person is connected to this person in that way to make sure that it's organic cuz at TV1 we can't just throw a group of people together and and hope for the best um we we think that our characters need to be uh, organically connected and there needs to be some real in the reality so these
1: are our people that knew each other or people that you're just bringing together that you feel have some kind of simpatico or not simpatico. You're looking for a real life, but you're, are you, is is reality scripted? Because people often ask that question. Is, some is it reality scripted? Are you directed or what?
2: No, some reality is absolutely scripted, hands down. Um, okay. But, you know, the, the TV One audience is pretty sophisticated, and, and they can smell scripted reality a mile away, and they don't like it. Um, we don't. We do not condone scripted reality here at TV1. Um what we do uh what you have to do is you can't because you can't just turn cameras on and hope you'll get something. Um exactly. so our shows are definitely produced. Um we know that at this day and time we're going to be at this place and we're going to have all the people come to this place. So we're producing the environment, but we don't produce okay. the reality.
1: Okay, you we don't put people them. in the environment and just let them go as they are and exactly. whatever comes out?
2: Exactly oh, okay. right.
1: That's exactly right. But you're hoping for something to come out. Like you said, you want the people to be loud and
2: and active. Well, and, and you, within reason, you know, within reason. Um, so there there's some successful reality shows on other networks that TV One could never even think about putting on the air, even though our audience may tune in there they have a different um tolerance level for the things that we produce uh and broadcast so um like they're just like we couldn't put on love and hip hop in its current form um we 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 just couldn't do it um so we try to make sure that our our cast have relationships or at the very least like two or three of them have uh relationships and that there is a commonality amongst them that's why we do you know, Hollywood Divas, and that's why we had a great run with R&B Divas, because those women, they're in the same business, and they're so they're connected by a profession, not connected by who they're married to. Ah,
1: okay. Well, tell me about your docu, docu-reality series, uh, Crazy Sexy, and what's it, Crazy Sexy Life?
2: Oh, Crazy Sexy, yeah. Well, that was a, a show that I created before I joined um, TV1, um, and it, it aired on OWN, and uh, but it, when it aired on OWN, the title was uh, changed to um, Love in the City. So it was just wow. basically, well, actually when I did the pilot for the show, the show was called Girls Interrupted, because the show was about a, a group of women that have had um, big things in their lives that interrupted their lives, but yet they're still just as fabulous as the next one, um, and that they didn't allow tragedy to get in their way, like two of the women had been... Uh, diagnosed with uh, breast cancer before and had, and were some breast cancer survivors. Um, one has a, a you know, a history of mental illness in their family or one is going through some infertility trouble. Like any, you know, the, the concept of the show that I created um, before it uh, became a series on air was really just about the resilience of the black woman.
1: Okay. And it, it aired
2: on, on for one season.
1: Do you ever cover a topic, and this is off topic really, Is that I saw mm-hmm. one time on, on Tara Banks that uh, she brought all these uh, different men of different races and women of different races and said, who would you prefer? And they, even the black men, they never picked the black woman. She was sort of, it was a very embarrassing because at the end, no one chose her. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do, do you find, do you ever do something about that, what's happening between the relationships of black men and black women?
2: we have not done anything to date um you know uh, that have made it to series but we definitely have tons of stuff like that uh in the past we've had tons of things like that in, in development um it that's a really hard nut to crack and we're just trying to trying to find the right vehicle to address that issue um, whether it be um, a documentary on it, whether it be you know something that we cover on News One now with Roland Martin, um, or if there's a series like if there's a dating series or a social experiment experiment series,
1: oh, okay. But we're,
2: we're we're definitely that's anything that affects people of color, we are interested in. So okay. we you know we have weekly meetings. We talk about stuff that we've read. We talk about things that we've seen on air. We talk about movies. We talk about all sorts of things um, and that that the germs of those conversations actually become ideas and those ideas eventually become shows.
1: Well, you mentioned earlier about Strange Fruit. Was your own media production company? Yes, ma'am. And how long did it go on before you moved on from that and why did you move on from that since you you were co owner.
2: Right. Well, you know, entrepreneurship is um is a blessing and a curse. Um you can have mm-hmm. up years, you can have down years, you can have good runs, you can have not so good runs. Um and uh, we had fifteen really good years of of being in business and um I'm a single parent, so at one at some point, you know, you have to make a decision whether or not to continue being a reckless entrepreneur or mm-hmm. uh, sitting down and becoming stable um, just for it. the stability of, you know, your your household. So for me, you know, I could have kept, you know, Strange Fruit going, you know, on and on and on. Um, but, you know, I hit a crossroads where this opportunity presented itself and I couldn't pass it up. I get you.
1: Well, that's the other thing um you're are very busy how How does that yes, affect ma'am. your your family life you do a lot of traveling
2: I do a lot of traveling, but you know i i my son is sixteen years old now, so um i could give you i can illustrate uh give you an illustration of kinda of how we handle things so um, we did a an award show a couple of weeks ago tri- called the Triumph Awards that you guys should be lo- looking out for. It premieres on October 3rd. Um, it's a award show that's it's the first time this particular award show has been televised, but it's the sixth year of this award show that the National Action Network has been uh, holding for, for the past five years. So... Um, and it's in conjunction with uh, Rev. Al Sharpton's National Action Network. So I needed to go to Atlanta for the taping of the sh- of the show, um, but mm-hmm. my son is in school. So on uh, I went on Wednesday, and then on Friday when he got out of school, he joined me in Atlanta, um, and we spent the weekend in Atlanta. We returned on Sunday, and for him to go back to school on Monday, because I do think that you know it, you you should. Expose your children to as many opportunities and blessings as you as you can. Even though they are students, I actually believe that the that a child should be exposed in order to be well rounded, and it's not just about the academics all the time.
1: I agree. And is your son interested in in media?
2: He is definitely more um, <laughs> more creative than 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 not. Um, and, yeah, he, he's he's creative he'll, he'll definitely do something in media Whether it be music or um, something in the multimedia space Or producing um, He's definitely uh, more inclined to do that And uh, I'll be taking him to Homecoming Because I graduated from Spelman And I'll be going to the Morehouse Homecoming this year So I'll be taking him there so he can tour Morehouse And take a look at the uh, media school So, yes
1: Wow, cool well, speaking of that, TV One is owned by a family, correct? Kathy, using absolutely. Her
2: time? Yes, Tell ma'am. Tell a little um, bit about that.
1: I know I read some of her that she lived in the studio. Well, she started Radio One, right? And she lived in the studio. Yes, uh, she got it off the ground.
2: Yes, ma'am. She started Radio One 35 years ago. Um, this October would be the 35th anniversary of Radio One. Um, so, so she definitely started it, but I like to say Alfred took it to a whole nother level. Um because he grew it to fifty plus uh radio stations and he also uh created um is the the man behind interactive one which is our digital sister company that um is the home to elevate hello dot com the urban daily global grind um and also um he's the one he's the the brains behind uh, the creation of t v one as well
1: right that's what i read that uh He's taken it. Now it was radio, and now it, it's radio and TV, which is great. And it's I like to know. And it's it's African American. Yep, it's radio.
2: Owned, so yep, it's radio, television, digital, and uh, just this year we launched an agency too. One solution, one X.
1: And the agency is, is what?
2: Um, the agency is in New York, and the agency um, is a is a solution for brands and advertisers. One stop shop.
1: Oh interesting well, tell me how are you new at t v one or how long have you been there?
2: I have only been there for uh only been here for two years. It was two years last month and
1: you brought on a lot of interesting shows what well, what can we expect this season on t v one I mean you mentioned some things but but uh, what else can we expect to see this season you po uh,
2: well <laughs> Right. So, you know, right now we have um for my man that just premiered, which is the, you know, what what prompted this um uh, this great interview. Um and then we have another series um called Justice by Any Means, um which is um a crime and justice series that chronicles people who um would go out of their way and go and and go to great lengths to solve crimes and provide justice for their loved ones. So that should be really—that's um, a pretty incredible series that we're looking forward to. Um, and and I also, love crime um, shows. I'm sorry.
1: I love crime shows. I, you know, justice shows and forensic shows, things like that.
2: Oh yeah. Well, that you know, look for that. We 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 plan to have original premieres on Monday nights in the crime and justice space, pretty much year-round. So we're really we're really excited about the growth in our crime and justice space. Um the one thing that we we just had a finale on um last week was a Born Again Virgin. I I'm, I'm not sure if you heard about that. Series our our comedy series uh about three theme, uh, three uh roommates and one of them decided to be a Born Again Virgin so that's coming back uh in December. Um and we are just looking forward to all of the great stuff that we have. We have more unsungs, unsung Hollywoods. Um, we pretty much talked about a lot of the stuff that we have coming up over the next uh, quarter. And don't forget and our, our original the- movies every every Saturday.
1: Oh, cool. I love movies, too. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of our, our listeners do. Well, who are some of the famous African-American talent that's on your network?
2: Well, we have um, – uh, I'll start with uh, kind of like the uh, – I'll, I'll look through the clock. So, we start our mornings with roland martin uh news one now um now comes on at seven a m monday through friday um and then so we can take a look at our um crime and justice series the good, the interesting thing is that on justice by any means, it's hosted by judge Faith Jenkins, a former miss America and attorney, so she's going mm. to be um yeah i mean a miss america a runner up so that's gonna be really great um and then if you go to our um reality series um Hollywood divas we had um starred Elise Neal, Paula J Parker, Lisa Wu, Golden Brooks and Countess Vaughn. Um so those are our um oh, okay. our ladies, our divas of the uh Hollywood Divas. And um so on Unsung and Unsung Hollywood you can find stars every time you tune in.
1: Exactly. Well, unsung is that you check the history of the R&B star. Is that like you you do uh, let's say you do something on James Brown and go back in his history and play his music. Is it is it set up like that?
2: Well, it's a docu series. Like it it is a a, a a bio series. So we we go back and we talk about um, you know the starts of their careers and you know that carries them through to, to present day. And and uh-huh. if they're alive, they're in the show. If they're not, we talk to all of their closest people. So it's an interview show. And sometimes there are performances, uh, live performances, new performances rather, that, that are specifically taped for Unsung. And sometimes there are uh, performances that we've all grown to love.
1: Well, is Welcome to the Family and the Ricky Smiley For Real show part of TV1?
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: Absolutely. So, uh, are, are Ricky they Smiley
2: new or? No, Ricky, Ricky Smiley's. Ricky Smiley is definitely a premiere um, series for the network, but it's not the first time that we've worked with Ricky. Um, Ricky had a comedy series um, called The Ricky Smiley Show, and the reality series that's upcoming is Ricky Smiley for Real. Ah, well, yeah. we'll
1: be looking forward to all of that. Is there something I haven't asked you uh, before we close? Because we're coming to the end of our our time. It's, it's definitely been no, we're experience. good. I just want to,
2: you. Right. You brought up um, Welcome to the Family, uh, and um, I want to encourage everybody to tune in this weekend for Welcome to the Family. As you know, we have um, movies every – an original movie every month, and the movie for this month is uh, Welcome to the Family. And October's movie is Stock Option. And then in November and December, we have The Royals, um, a royal Thanksgiving and a royal Christmas that features um, Richard Lawson and Debbie Morgan. So we're really excited. And Vivica Fox and Tashina Arnold, we're really excited about those two.
1: Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing all the programming. And I definitely thank you for uh, being my guest today. Uh, folks, we've been talking to, is it, am I pronouncing your name correctly, D'Angela?
2: D'Angela.
1: Mm-hmm. D'Angela Proctor,
2: who's yes, the Yes, VP
1: of, of Programming and Production. It's been my pleasure to talk with you today. Anytime. Well, folks, this is the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul And as I said, our guest today is D'Angela Proctor I'm your host, Dear Shuler And I'm thanking my listeners for making my topic, topically yours And again, thank you very much, Ms. Proctor, for being our guest today
2: You're welcome, thank you
1: And folks, we're going to end the show with I'd do anything for love
0: Oh, do I won't do away I know the territory I've been around. It'll all turn to dust and we'll all fall down. Sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. I won't do that. No, I won't.
1: been listening to the Blake Radio Network Rainbow Soul